Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All Star Panel number six. So, once I first got the idea of doing these, I, I really didn't think I, I wasn't sure what to expect. But these have been so amazing; these have been so impactful. You know, the messages that I get from people saying that they get so much out of these panels, and then the panelists themselves end up connecting with each other and going on to do collaboration so like these things are, are much bigger than just a bunch of people coming up coming up here talking so today we're going to be talking about self-love and how to take care of yourself without feeling selfish so no intros today we're just going to dive right in to make sure everyone has adequate time to speak and share their experiences so we're going to welcome in the queen of reframe we have carol boston we have another queen, the queen of non-pushy sales. This is Erica Vasso. We have a business coach joining us from the UK. It's Andy Gallo. We have the creator of the six-week BU Lifestyle Reboot, Cootie Mac. And we have an inspirational speaker and coach, Scott Prendergast. Welcome, everyone. So first, I want to thank you guys for taking the time on this Saturday to come here and help me have this conversation. So if you guys, if you're not already, go ahead and mute yourselves, except for Carol. Carol's gonna be the first one to, to get us going. Passionate. Starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not gonna see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life. And that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. All right, for today's teachable moment. So in 200 episodes, I've learned I've learned a few things because everyone that comes on this show brings something to the table. So you you like you could argue how how many times can you talk about um overcoming obstacles, defying the odds and mindset and you know conscious awareness like it's oversaturated. There's so many things out there, but everybody brings a unique perspective. Like think about I could say the word vacation 
And to people listening, people will give a thousand different answers on what vacation means to them. So I've had people on this show who are CEOs. I had a guy from, from Japan who's practically a billionaire. I had a guy who was a former pimp. I had a Playboy cover model. I've had guests from six different continents and from all different walks of life, people who grew up super, super poor, people who grew up wealthy, hit rock bottom and climbed their way out of it. Like there's no one way, there's no one path to get to where you want to get. And just because you might be born into privilege doesn't mean you don't lose your way along the way. Or just because you're born poor doesn't mean that's your destiny for your family, you know, for, for, for generations. It doesn't have to be that way. And everyone shares a unique and powerful story and you have one too. For people listening, you have one. What do you have in your subconscious that you've gone through that you've buried because you think it's not important or you think no one wants to hear it? I'm here to tell you they need to hear it. It, do it doesn't matter how small you think it is. Our stories are powerful. And it's the oldest form of entertainment. Before TV, before radio, people sat around and they shared stories. That's your greatest asset is what you've been through what you can take from it and what you can teach someone else. Like that's the key to finding fulfillment. You know, like anybody can get a job and make money, but not everybody's fulfilled. So when you can actually take your experiences and then give back and help other people, that's what lights your soul. Well, that's what lights my soul on fire. I can't tell you what lights yours on, but that's what lights mine on fire. And most of the guests that I bring in on this show, at some point in their journeys, they had a moment where they're like, either I can't do this anymore, or I need to do this more. And we'll see if today's guest is no different, because I don't pre-screen the guests that if you've been watching the show for a while, when I bring them on, I met them for maybe three minutes backstage, and I get to learn about them, they get to learn about me, and we inspire you along the way. So today, help me welcome Lauren Kennedy. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> morning how you doing i'm doing great i'm actually really excited to be here because i love listening to the show and i'm excited to be on it oh awesome thank you appreciate that so where are you joining me from joining you from richmond virginia this morning richmond i know richmond <laughs> yeah i uh usually i'm joining from wilmington north carolina but i am on the road this week my little sister just had a baby so i'm here spending oh, my awesome. time with my nephew now, now, I was going to say boy or girl, but you, you <laughs> what did she name him? Wyatt. Okay. Very nice. And now, how long are you in town for? Um, I'll head home this weekend. <clears throat> okay. How far of a drive is it? About three hours. It's not bad. It's oh, pretty yeah. close. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, my, my ex, she had, her sister lives in the, well, I think they're a little further down. Isn't Petersburg or something around there? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she, she lived down in the Petersburg area. So I'm up here in Rhode Island. So that's about like a nine and a half hour drive from here. So not awful. <laughs> How's the weather over there? It's really cold, which is interesting because it was about 80 degrees when I got here. And now it is um, 39. Earlier this morning, it was 28. So uh, the it's middle of the country has really variable weather. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's very true. It's 14 up here right now. <laughs> so, it's like we we aspire for 39 at this point <laughs> um, so let's dive in so i want you to describe how your best friend would describe you that's a 
great angle to look at it from. So my best friend would probably describe me as dependable first. Um, I do what I say I'm going to do and I'm always there. Um, I also care for others in a very um, strong way. If you're in my life, uh, I'm in your life. <laughs> I don't have very many service level friendships or um, light commitments. Like I take friendship very seriously and I I'm also incredibly determined. So uh, people who know me know that if I want something or if I see something that needs to be done, like it's done very quickly and it's done well, <laughs> um, I, I'm an executor. <laughs> so I would say those three things um, come to mind. Nice. So in the fitness space, well, in my gym anyway, I've outlawed the use of the word motivation because I always say it, once you have determination, you don't need motivation. So you said you're a determined person. So how do you define determined? Determined, I look at it as very being mission, mission oriented. Um, I, I think that there's, I'm a psych major, so I think there's internal and external motivation. Um, and I have always found internal motivation, which I think is also called determination. <laughs> um, so I, I just look at it as like, I see a problem, I need to solve it, um, whether that's internal, external, situational. Um, if I identify that something is off or wrong, I am then incredibly focused on fixing it until it is fixed. <laughs> okay. I like that. Yeah. It's like, I did it because more, again, more so in the gym setting, motivation is a tool that's blamed. You know, my alarm went off and I just wasn't motivated to get up, you know, or just something along those lines. I, well, you know, I was going to do this, but I wasn't motivated. It's like, that's, that's nonsense. Like I believe in the intrinsic, ex extrinsic, but when it's mm -hmm. used as an excuse, that's that's when I, I jump on people. Cause I'm like when when you're determined, you're fueled from from within, mm -hmm. you know. And Agreed. what and once you reach that point from determination, then you hit commitment. Once you hit commitment, you get results, you know. So mm -hmm. getting getting people to grasp that that's like my daily challenge, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think motivation is a really easy thing to blame. Um, I, I think what most people mean is energy <laughs> in that <Yes>. context. Because <laughs> if I'm determined to lose weight or get in shape and all that, maybe today I just don't have the energy to fight for that goal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like I traveled, I traveled a few months ago and I had checked in on Facebook. I found, found the gym, a plan of fitness nearby where I was staying. And so it was like six o'clock in the morning and someone, someone uh, inboxed me and was like, it's like, how do you, how, how do you stay focused even though you're traveling? I'm like, because I have a goal, like the goal doesn't stop because I'm traveling, you know, like the goal doesn't stop because I have kids or the goal doesn't stop because I have, um, um, have my podcast and I'm speaking on three others late, later on. It's like, the goal is still the goal. So the time for me to get this done is at 6am. That way it doesn't interfere with anything else. Like, Oh, well, when I'm on vacation, I want to sleep till like nine o'clock. And like, and that's why you're struggling with your goals. <laughs> yeah, you know. agreed. And I also think it takes time to build that routine. So you have yes. the routine of working out at six. And so if I don't have that routine, I'm like, wow, that's a really hard thing to imagine myself doing. And it's because it's not what I do. It's not my yeah. routine. So yeah, I think that's often when people look at uh, people in your situation, they're like, I don't know how you're doing that or whatever. It's because they don't yeah. do that. So it would just be yes. completely abnormal. <laughs> and uh, that's that routine is really hard to build. Um, but once you're there, it's really easy to maintain. <laughs> yeah see that's that's the thing too it's like people always talk about how hard maintenance is like maintenance is easy you know again just regarding weight loss like it like if you had to lose 30 pounds like that's hard that is hard once you get there 
it, it's a 75-25 rule. You know, you work out three days a week, eat clean most of the time, drink plenty of water. As long as you do that day in and day out, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're not going to, you're not going to rebound. But then yep. people get comfortable, you know, they get that C word, they get comfortable. <laughs> and the next thing you know, a year goes by and they're, co- they're coming right back to me. Like, uh, Rob, I need you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may or may not be those people, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens. It happens. It, I I actually had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, who said something that that I even in all the years I've been doing this and all the years I've been a speaker and a motivator, I never thought of it from this angle, where I was overweight one time in my life, and before that I was an all American athlete, so I was in some pretty solid shape. And so when, when I got overweight, like I vowed to never let that happen again. And as I'm going through and then she had said, that's because you felt it before. It's like, you knew what it felt like to be fit. Like if you're someone who struggled with weight their whole life, like they can't see that. So it's tough. It's tough for them to imagine that. And do you find that in business as well? So like, say if you're someone that's been, you know, middle-class, maybe, maybe, you know, just above the poverty line and now you're trying to branch off, but you've never tasted that success before. Do you find that that might hold people back? I think so. I I think that we are very much products of our environment and our situations. And I, that's actually something I talk about a lot is uh, we don't know what we don't know. And so if we're not trying to achieve a certain feeling or a certain experience that we've either witnessed firsthand or felt before, it's kind of challenging to get there um, or to even recognize that there's somewhere else to be. Um, I talk about her book a lot, but Glennon Doyle wrote a book called Untamed and it talks, it starts off with an analogy of a cheetah in a cage and how whenever you're having an animal in a zoo, that's really young. um, It doesn't uh, know anything. It's like trying to push its barriers. But if you grow up in a cage, you don't know that you're supposed to be running free in the Sahara. Mm. Um, (laughs) You think you're in this cage. And so we very similarly grow up in a certain uh, set of standards or a certain box. And so uh, she talks about questioning the box that you're in. And is that really where you should be? Or are you also a cheetah that's caged and you're holding yourself back from what you should and could be doing? And uh, I really love that concept. And I, I play that into reverse conditioning because like you said, like, well, we did, I've never felt that before. I don't know. And so we talk a lot about... Um, management recovery at our company and how we are coming back from maybe having a bad boss or being put in a role where we feel like we've been beat down. And so coaching that like, you can feel supported and safe at work. You just haven't before. So how do we, uh, how do we get you to that point? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like kind of being, being in a bad relationship. Like I was working mm-hmm. with, with my, my son on this, like he, he wasn't in the best of relationships and I tried to point out the red flags to him, but you know, once they're adults, you gotta let them. You gotta let them experience life. You know, but it's like yeah. pay attention to this, pay attention to this. <laughs> and uh, but then once they finally split, just the way he was talking about other women, like I had to sit him down. I was like, listen, that's not how this works. Like just yeah. because she hurt you, you can't automatically project that on the next <laughs> female. Like that's not fair to that person. And mm-hmm. it's the same. And I kind of went through that myself in business because I had two business partners things didn't go well. We ended up in a legal battle and now I'm just starting to come out of it, but I had really bad trust issues over the next few years. Cause like, I know I can't do everything myself, mm-hmm. but 
you know, because I trusted wholeheartedly that first go round. It, it's kind of like giving your heart to someone and then having them break it. Yeah. <laughs> that same scenario. I agree. Yeah, I have um, a few members of my team have been let go from previous positions um, without warning. And so they've kind of lost trust of, oh, my job is safe here. And you're going to let me know if something is wrong before I can fix it. And I can say that until I'm blue in the face that like, that's not going to happen here. Like, I'm not saying I'll never fire you, but I am saying that like, you will have an idea that that is coming. <laughs> and <laughs> they, uh, it's, it's still an anxiety that we struggle with of, well, I've heard that before and it didn't work out. And so I've noticed that there is a tangible change in the people who join my team when they join in about a month and a half to two months in, um, after I've put the work in to establish that trust, because I, spoke with a therapist once that said that trust is given, not earned. And I've never internalized that. I think trust is earned. Um, yeah, so uh, my work is not done with therapy, but um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I think that I have to earn the trust of my team and, and build that up. And like you said, with every relationship, it's different, but it's very hard to just clean the slate in your mind and be like, okay, yes. they said, this is different. I'm supposed to treat people like with a fresh slate, but it's like, it's so hard because we are a product of our experiences. And like, yes we are conditioned to react certain ways in certain situations. And um, it's really hard to break that pattern. And it's, it's, to me, it's all about building trust and relationships and proving to yourself that it is different. <laughs> I think a lot of it too is reconciling within yourself. What went, what went wrong. And um, mm -hmm. like I, I help people craft, craft their, their stories from their past experiences. And a lot of it is if things that hurt us, I mean, it's human nature. It's things that hurt us. We tend to, shy away from it mm -hmm. and but getting people up, all right so what happened in that last job like were there any signs did you see anything did you have any reviews did you have run-ins with coworkers? and just kind of dissect everything that happened mm -hmm. and then pluck out things that you can learn from and then make sure you, you you're cognizant of those things going into your next job so you're not on you know walking on eggshell be like all right what can i do to make sure that this situation doesn't play out again. Cause that's where I am now about trusting, trusting others again. Cause that was a big deal. It's like, God, that, that relationship breakdown cost me six figures. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that was a, that was a bad, bad breakup, but it's like, I was like, you know what? But I was doing all of this saying they did this to me and they did mm -hmm. this and they said that, but then it's like, but I also didn't fully read the contract. Yeah. It's like, I also missed when he said this, like that was a red flag. I missed yeah. when this happened, that was a red flag. So then once I put the ownership on myself, then I was able to pick up the pieces and move forward to, to, to what we're doing now. But I think a lot, a lot of people get caught up in that pointing fingers, you know? So yeah. what, what's your experience with that? I, I think we're all guilty of pointing fingers at different points. Like, I, I think it is easy to say, oh, it was their fault. And I, I think that there's a certain recovery period from any sort of what I would consider a traumatic event, um, yeah. which is any sort of unexpected big life change and from my definition. And it, it's easy to say, oh, everybody else um, <laughs> and everything else. But um, the, the problem that I see with that is it's really not their fault or your fault. It's... Um, it's the effect that comes from it because you eventually recover from the trauma. You eventually recover from the thing happening, but the message of what happened sticks with you. And whenever you are let go or a relationship goes bad, that we stick to a certain message, either I'm the victim and what happens to me is out of my control or um, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of a good relationship. I'm not worthy of being treated well at work. I'm not worthy of job security. Um, 
And whatever that message that you take away uh, is really what I try to fix because a lot of times it's, well, I'm dumb or I'm not good enough or to you, but rather it's your perception of that event. And so I could have the smallest thing happen. I could get a flat tire, right? To me, that could be like the end of the world if that car is a Bentley. However, for someone else, they might get evicted from their home. And for them, that feels like the end of the world. So although we may perceive that one person's situation is worse than the other, we don't really have that power to do so. But the power of what we do have to do is to say, hey, regardless of my situation, I'm making this decision. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to find something good about this. You know, one of the things I always said, Robert, I think I might have said it last time I was on your show, is that as we know, life's all about peaks and valleys, right? Yes. Good times, the peaks, valleys, the not so good times, right? We all know that. But what I found is that when you're in those valleys, you cannot spend the whole time saying, why aren't I at a peak? When am I going to get to a peak? Why aren't the peaks in my life? No. There's little hidden gems within those valleys right now, but we got to dig in that dirt. We got to get in there. We got to get a little dirty. We got to get a little ugly. And we got to find those hidden gems that are going to give us the strength to move forward to get to those peaks in our lives, right? Because here's the thing on a mountaintop, not a lot grows. You ever been on a mountaintop? It's pretty barren. You know where things do grow? In valleys, because there's a lot of water, there's a lot of lush environment, and there's a lot of runoff where you can have that fertile soil. And so that, all of that together is really what I worked on to get me out of that depressive space and to get me in a place where I, I said I was going to make a change in my life and ultimately help others make a change in their life too. That was awesome. Well done. Well done. Andy, you're up. Okay. Well, I'm somebody who's had a fairly normal, no dramas life so far. Touch wood. Um, you know, <laughs> I've had no big life changing experiences. I've had nothing that's worked like that. But I think you know for me when i'm working with other people then that that's really important as well because it's just about being one of the ordinary people out there sometimes and one of the things that we know in life is probably about 80 percent in people go through life without finding what i call their music inside without finding that thing that re they really love and want to do and we convince ourselves that our lives are okay because we've got a job, we have a couple of holidays a year, you know, we've got a nice place to live, whatever, whatever. But we're not doing that thing we really, really want to do. And, and that was me for a long time. Um, and it, it wasn't until um, I worked in the voluntary sector for a long time and we were going through a change in the United Kingdom in the way they were run and funded. Um, and the sorts of positions that I were in were disappearing. Um, and I happened to be made redundant three times in less than six months <laughs> from three different jobs. And I sort of sat down and thought, this isn't for me anymore. I don't want to be going through this. And it was the sit back and think, right, you know what? I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do the things that I want. And one of the things I really wanted was more time for me to do the things that I wanted to do. So when I set up the business, for me, it was about I only want to work four days a week. I only want to work Monday to Thursday because I want Friday off to do the things that I want to do. I'd always been in positions where I've helped people. So falling into coaching and training was literally what I did. It was once I started going out into the business world, people wanted help. People wanted support. And people often come to me because I'm a good listener and I take it all in. And, I, you know, and they like that side of, of, of having someone like that there. And so, so for me, it's been about helping to people to find their music inside. It's about helping people to find what it is they really, really want to do. 
And don't be afraid of that. Whatever it is, go out and do it. You know, we, we, we're all going to work for a long, long time in our lives. You know, you, you're working for 40, 50, 60 years. For heaven's sake, let's enjoy what we do and let's yes. have a good time doing it. And so, you know, for me, that was what I wanted to do. And I made the decision that that's what I would do. And I've set my business and I've set my life around that. Um, and, and the way I work and so now you know I, I'm, I'm very keen about going out and teaching people how you can do that uh, because everybody's got something different they want to do yeah. everybody wants to do it in a different way and, and you know we, we can all sit, sit here as experts and tell people how we did it and what we think people should do and there's a hundred thousand business books out there that will tell you the secrets of being a millionaire and running a life or whatever it is but it's not all going to suit you you've got to find what it is that works for you um i've got no interest in being a millionaire and, and being up there and high ticket people and working with all those people that's not me i like working with people who are in the community who are making a difference who aren't making a lot of money but love what they do and enjoy what they do and can make a difference where they are so i stick at doing what i like and that's what I want other people to do. I want people to find that music inside, to, to own up to what it is they really, really want to do and what makes makes them happy. And let's find a way to go out and do it. I love that. That's great. That's great. All right, Cody. So when it comes down to self-care and doing it in a manner where you don't feel selfish about it and how I've applied that, what I what always comes to mind is how many options there are, even as we're sitting here now, there's five panelists plus a host, each with perspective on how to do this and what we've done. And as Andy has said, you know, there's some people who are just like, man, I'm cool just being right here doing this. And there's people like, you know, Scott is like, man, I'm all the way up here doing that. What I realized was an application for myself was looking at all the variables and the variables shift depending on the day, but focusing on the variables that matter. There's a zillion variables out there. There's a zillion options. Like when, it's, when it comes to getting fit, I always tell people, there are a million ways you can lose weight. <laughs> you know, you could starve, you could fast, you could, you know, limit sugar, you could, for God, God forbid, uh, catch a crystal meth habit. You can lose weight a million different ways. But if you do the crystal meth method, what happens is you lose teeth, you lose friends, you lose money, you lose life. So there are a million ways to lose weight. Some ways are a little sexier than others, right? But find the variables that matter to you and then break it down even to the lowest common denominator again and say, okay, what's the one thing? What's the one thing that if I do this today, actually, let's make it even simpler. Before you go to bed, what's, and this is what I do and have done. So I'm saying do in, in present tense because each day kind of does present its challenges. And there's some challenges I'm going through right now that, you know, once I get out of them, sure, I'll show the testimony, but right now I'm still in it, right? So what happens is I say tonight before I go to sleep, I go, man, what's the one thing I can do tomorrow that if I have it absolutely finished tomorrow, completed from soup to nuts tomorrow, it'll make tomorrow better than today was. And then I think about what's the one thing I did today that made today better than yesterday. Pat myself on the back for it and then think about it, celebrate the win, go to sleep in peace, wake up in the morning purpose to get that one thing done and just keep that one thing top of mind no matter what you're doing. So in those idle moments where you don't know what you need to do next, look and go, oh, I still haven't finished, fill in the blank. 
whatever that one thing that gnaws at you, because we all know we all have like a to do list that's as long as, you know, toilet roll. And and yet there's that. And we'll do a bunch of things. We'll do like nine things and be and feel super productive until we wake up the next day and go, Jag, I did not do fill in the blank. Right. So whatever that fill in the blank thing is that will have you kicking yourself in the rear end until you get it done. Get that one thing done. Now, think about it like this. You know, my slogan is BYBD. My mantra is BYBD. Be your best daily. If you get that one thing done successfully every day. So in other words, get that one thing done. Pat yourself on the back. Think about what's the one thing I can get done tomorrow to make tomorrow better than today. And do that every day as a habit. You'll get at least five crucial things done in a week. Five. Think about your list. Think about how many things on your list are there to just sit there undone. To get three of those things done, to be honest, is like a heck of a winning week. You get five done, it's a it's it's like you're you're orbiting, you're almost doubling that. So again, just that one thing will actually make your day the best day you've had in a while. You do that seven days in a row, like I've told you on your show, right? You do that seven days in a row, you've had your best week in a while. You do that four weeks in a row, you've had your best month in a while. You do that 12 months in a row, you've had your best year in a while. You do that 10 years in a row, you've had your best decade in a while. But let's say you don't pull it off. Let's say you trip up, you know, week two. Start over again. Focus on the variable that matters. That one thing. Just get that one thing done. When you get it done, it's such a sense of accomplishment. I'll say this. I'll throw this in for free. If you can get that one thing done before 11 a.m. your time, it opens up the rest of the day in a way that I can't even explain in a few seconds. You will be like, man, I already got that done. I've got the whole rest of the day to either celebrate it or get something else done. And I'm telling you, that that level of just being that self-productive, again, it 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 builds you from the inside out. And then and then it manifests in all kinds of accolades that start to reflect back on you because somebody somewhere will be like, man, look at what what scott just did today man look what, look what carol accomplished last month man look what erica accomplished this year look what andy's done for the past decade look at you right and so if we can do these things these are the things that actually i that i've used these are these are the the, the modifications that i've used to actually help with my own self-care and then it always translates into helping other people well done good stuff all right so i want to talk about the word selfish, right? So the word selfish in its in the dictionary form, it's using other people for personal gain or taking advantage of opportunities for personal gain. But if you think about self-awareness, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-love, self-production, it all starts with self, right? So you have to take care of yourself and it starts with the self-awareness, like realizing I think almost everyone said it at some point, this is not working for me anymore. Or I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be in this place. I don't want to live like this. I can't stand this relationship anymore. Like, so it's, it's being aware of what it is you're facing. And then from there, you, you can build your self-confidence because now you're going you're gonna to take action to remove yourself from whatever is not serving you. And that's going to build your confidence. And then as your confidence builds, your self-esteem approves improves and as your self-esteem improves your self-love improves and then once you love yourself you'll be more productive doing the things that keep you loving yourself and so for me 
I remember driving down to the restaurant. You know, I had five young kids, missing a lot of things. You know, missing week weekend events with family because I'm at the restaurant, having to move around my vacations because someone is sick or something happened here, and having to ask to get time off, getting called in on my days off, and I was like. Why? Why? <laughs> it's like, why am I dealing with this? As I'm driving down, I had a full-blown panic attack in the car. I had to pull over. I seriously felt like I was having a heart attack. My heart was racing. It started pouring in sweat. I couldn't breathe. And I was just like, why am I doing this to myself? It's like, I remember as a 17-year-old, I grew up in the woods. I had a stick in my hand. And I was giving a motivational speech to the trees in the backyard. Like, that was my vision. Like, I saw myself being the next Zig Ziglar. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be talking to people. I want to be making people feel good. Instead, I'm shoveling food down people's throats in a very unhealthy fashion to make money. It's like, yes, I did well. I became a general manager. I got promotions. I got awards. I got to run multiple units. And, you know, I wrote my own schedule. You know, I was doing, as I, I believe uh, someone said it, I was making enough to survive. I think Andy said it. And I was happy, happy-ish with what I was doing. But that's the thing. I was happy-ish. I wasn't happy. It's like we have one shot at this whole thing called life. One shot. And I don't want to get to my end with regrets. And there was a, a report out a couple of years ago. So like 80% of people with terminal illnesses, their number one regret is not pursuing the things that they were passionate about. And it just, it just hit me that moment in that car that if I was to die right now, what am I leaving behind for the kids? You're like, what am I leaving behind for the world? It was like, right now, this video is going to be here decades after we're gone unless youtube implodes right but so so it's like everything that we're saying right here is going to be helping people every single day from this moment forward and so i wanted to step into that so for for me when it comes to self-love you got to realize it's bigger than you it's not just about you Because when you're firing on all cylinders, other people are going to take notice. Other people are going to benefit from it. Like my kids hear my speeches and I hear them talking with their friends, saying some of the things I say in my speeches. You know, that's leaving something behind that they can follow. They see me pursuing things I want to do. Had a conversation with my oldest daughter the other day. She wants to go to Pennsylvania and do, do a summer camp out there. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about because they see me going out and doing things that I want to do. Like I don't put myself on the back burner and that empowers them to not put themselves on the back burner. And I'll leave with, with this last one. A woman on the show yesterday said the best sentence ever. She said, I require excellence from my inner circle. And so, so that's the other part of it is who is in your circle? Are they supportive of you or are they bringing you down? Because you have to make that assessment on yourself. Because if they're bringing you down, it's time to upgrade your circle. All right. So, Carol, coming back to you. For someone listening, right? And I'm going to I'm gonna boost you up here, too. Right? Solo layout, right? So, all, all eyes are on you. So, so, there's someone out there listening right now that's struggling with self-love. 
what's your word to that person to help them take the steps to take care of themselves? Fill your cup first so that you can give to others from your overflow. What do they say when you're on an airplane and it, the oxygen mask come down? Put your own oxygen mask on first and then you help somebody out. So when you deplete yourself by overgiving and over delivering and not giving your needs met, then you end up depleted and you cannot support anybody else. And when it becomes uncomfortable, I encourage my clients, just take the next step. I believe that God only gave me a lamplight for my feet because I'm supposed to trust in the process and just take the next step. And one of the things that helped me in this whole conversation that we're talking about was when I learned that other people's opinions and judgments of me were none of my business, right? Yes. There's two kinds of business. There's my business and there's none of my business because their opinions of me are not about me. It's about them. And for me and how I help my clients, that is an absolute life changer. When you can get curious when someone is trying to judge you, because here's the thing, and, and you kind of touched on it, Robert, nothing in this world has meaning, nothing except that which we give it. So if we choose to give other people's opinions and judgments of ourselves a higher meaning than what we give ourselves, we're choosing to do that. So I would encourage people to choose to take care of you so that you can bring your best to the world. And the last thing I would say, you kind of touched on this too as well, is the most expensive real estate in the entire, I asked this question once in a talk and I got, uh, what did I get? Uh, that fifth mile and New York city. And what was the most expensive real estate in the world, right? It's the cemeteries. That's where dreams have died. That's where books weren't written. That's where songs weren't written or sung. That's where inventions weren't made. Because perhaps people thought it was selfish to take time for them and give to others. So I would encourage you that self-love is not selfish. Yes. I would say that it's selfish to not take care of you. Love it. Spot on. Spot on. Erica, same question for you. So there's someone out there that's just hating on themselves and how do you how do you get them off that ledge okay so number 1 it is not your job to do everything for everyone else i believe that our job is to empower others so that's not all on you when you empower others you will feel a sense of relief and pride that you can see that other people can do things in your house. So I talk with a lot of women, right? And so what's one of the biggest things is they hold themselves back because they can't start a business. They can't start a weight loss program. They can't exercise because they are the only ones who can do laundry. They are the only ones who can drive. They are the only ones. So release yourself from that and realize that you can empower others. And once you do that, you're going to have this free time inside of you to say, okay, what do I want to do with my life? What is my legacy going to be? And make that decision that today will be the day I am going to work toward my legacy. And in my opinion, and what has happened to me is when I made that decision that this is what I'm going to do now, take no for an answer, right? Not take no for an answer. And I'm just going to keep my blinders on and focus on my goal one tiny step at a time. In that process, I changed. I grew confidence and it empowered everyone around me. 
just like Robert said, my children, they say things like, it's always a no unless you ask. I see them and how they've grown in confidence and you are going to impact everybody, but it has to start with you and your decision. Yes. Awesome. All right, Scott, you are up. Oh, wait, I, oh, I clicked the wrong button. There, there we go. I almost kicked you out of the thread. <laughs> hey, you can't win them all, Robert. It happens to be best of us. Don't worry about it. I wouldn't take any offense out here. It's lots of me, so don't worry. Um, first off, I want to say, Carol, I absolutely love what you said. I was vibing with that. I wrote it on a post-it note. I was like, let's go. So shout out to that. But one of the things that I would say for anybody who's struggling and hating on themselves right now is this file. Look, happiness begins on the inside. It's echoing what everybody just said. If we're searching on the outside and our circumstances for happiness, you better believe that we're going to not find it. And if we do, it's temporary. Ask people in Hollywood, right? You have everything in the world. you got the cards, you got the money, you got the fame, you got this or that. And they're still miserable many times because they don't feel good about themselves on the inside. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, I could have nothing. I could have nothing in this world. But if I feel good about who I am on the inside, and if I look in the mirror and I like myself, I'm going to be able to see happiness in my day. I'm going to be able to spot joy and find little bits and pieces of good things in my day, even if my circumstances are bad, right? Now, that is a choice sometimes. Now, our circumstances are not a choice. Sometimes there are horrible things that happen to people that they can't control, and it's not fair. It's just not fair. However, the one thing that we can control is how we react to our circumstances and how we feel about ourselves on the inside. But that takes some work. Understand that it takes a little bit of work. And that work, a lot of times, what I share with my clients is right behind me on my fridge here. I got post-it notes. You know what these post-it notes say? They're for me. It's one thing I like about myself. It's one good thing that I feel like I have to do today. And it's something that I'm grateful for in my life. Little things like this little positive affirmations, but you know what they do? It plants the seed right up here. It plants the seed of hope. It plants the seed of confidence. And it's a little reminder that says, hey, Scott, maybe things aren't exactly as you want it right now, but here are three reasons why you can still have a little bit of hope, a little bit of joy for today. So I would challenge anybody to, no matter what your circumstances are, dive a little bit deeper, look in your day, and pick out the smallest things you can to have a little bit of joy. Even if it's just watching your favorite TV show at 1130 at night, if that's all you got, then fine, hold on to that for now. Know that it's temporary and know that better things are on the way as well, but it takes some work. Awesome. All right, we are at Andy. Okay, go. Okay. Um, so just be you, the world will adjust. It, it is a simple message. Okay, um, if you're true to yourself and you, you find that music inside, you find what it is that you want to be, who you want to be, what you want to do and live life the way that you want to live it, everything around you will adjust to that in time. It will happen. You know, that's, that's, that's the way nature finds its balance and the way it works. And, and I think you've just got to look at where you are in life and go for your little goals and go for the things that you want and what you want to do. You know, you can be, it might be that you, your goal for the last month was to earn enough money to buy a push bike to get you around town. And that's brilliant. And then on your first day out, you're at the lights on the road and the person in the car next to you sort of looks to the side, looks down at you because you're on a bike and you think, Oh God, you know, what, what does he think of me? But don't because there's somebody on the sidewalk who's walking thinking oh my god i'd love to have a bike like that that i could get around in 
okay it's not about other people's perception it's about you and you've got to start with you so i work with sole traders and small business owners and you know one of the first questions i ask them when, when we do coaching is what's the most important thing in your business and they'll tell me about their clients and they'll tell me about their products and they'll tell me you know all these things and it's none of them it's them because if they're not fit healthy happy and doing what they do at their peak all the time they don't have a business okay it's all it all comes down to them so if you're uncomfortable with what you're doing if you don't enjoy what you're doing if you don't believe in what you're doing that comes across whenever you speak to other people yeah and when you get home you're frustrated about it it keeps you unhappy it keeps you you know those thoughts in the back of your mind are always there and it's tiring it's really really tiring so be honest with yourself yeah that's what i really want to say to you just be honest with yourself and figure out who it is you want to be what do you want your life to be and it might take some really brave steps to get there but it's going to make a massive massive difference you're going to be happier you're going to have more energy you're going to find the people around you change the way life treats you will change and so that's it you know from me just be you because the world will adjust love that the world will adjust that's awesome all right kudamak Man, I can't I can't wait to rewatch this whole thing because what the five of you have said actually is speaking to me on so many different levels. So I'm humbled to be a part of all of this. As far as my piece in it, what I would say is this self-preservation is an innately human trait. We are that's why foods, most foods taste good. That's why sex feels great. Self-preservation, procreation, like like that's that's what we do that's what we're here for so when we find that to not be as reflexive in action usually that means if we just sit back and look at it there's some trauma there's something that happened that knocked us off of feeling that we are worth preserving us if i make sense so in that regard what I want you to think about, even if you're in the throes of the worst situation you've ever been in, that just makes you feel like you are not worth prioritizing you. The fact, matter of fact, stop and think about it right now. Just think about what the worst situation is. You might be in it right now, or you may have just recently overcome it, or it may be something that happened a while ago and you're just not over it yet. But stop for a second and think about the worst thing that ever happened to you. As you think about that, what I want you to remember what I want you to hear me clearly say to you is the fact that you can remember it means that you have already survived it or you're surviving in the midst of it. So own that. That is powerful because literally on average, I looked at this one day because I lost a bunch of friends and associates in uh, 2021. And and some of it's just a function of age. You know, it's just you live long enough, you're going to lose. But it still was starting to hit me in such a, a way that it was it was knocking me off balance so i was just like how many people die a day and the number that i kind of saw from aggregate sources was, was around 175,000 people so again think about the worst thing you, you've been through or you're going through the fact that you can even think and reflect on it at all means you survived it, it means you did better than 175,000 people did just today own that you're so powerful you're so incredible you're so warranted to take up space on this planet still 
That means there's something for you to do, if not just today. And then I'll take it back to what I said before, figure out what that one thing is to do today to make it a better day than yesterday. Make that a habit. And man, you're going to be your best on a daily basis. Nice. See, the part about going last is like you guys all drop some awesome stuff and then I have to go after all that. <laughs> so that was well done. So what I would say right, is I'm talking directly to the people listening, right? Directly to it. And this might, might even touch some of you. It's about owning your power. Okay? As it says right up above us, your true power lies in your story. See, I believe Scott said it earlier. It's not what happens to you. It's how you come back from it. That's what it is. When it comes to self-love, you don't really hate yourself. You hate your circumstance. If you can change your circumstance, you're going to feel better about yourself, right? So, so if someone's dealing with weight problems, you know, like it's not the fact that you hate you. You hate what the, what the scale is telling you, but that can be fixed. You know, if you've been through something, you know, like uh, I believe Erica said she was in a bad accident. And as you all know, I was told I would never run a jump again. You know, that accident, Erica was able to come back from it and how you came back from it. That's the power of the story, right? It's not the fact that I looked down at my knee and my kneecap wasn't where it was supposed to be and it was halfway up my leg. That's not the part. The part was when that doctor looked at me and said, you will never run or jump again. And that, that's when I turned my hat to the back and said, we'll see about that, right? I took it upon myself. You will not define me. You cannot define me. There is not one person on the face of this earth that can define me. And so once you get to the point where you realize you have power, right? So I just could have taken that doctor's diagnosis and ran with it. And then I wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing now or having the stories that I can tell now. I had a track meet tomorrow from the guy who wasn't supposed to run or jump again. I'm doing the high jump and the long jump where I have to run and jump. (laughs) right and it's just tomorrow it's gonna be my 160th competition since that diagnosis and why because i made the decision that this will not defeat me so whatever your circumstance is that has you feeling like you're not worthy or you're not good enough or you can't have what you want to have i challenge you to drop that mentality Because you can do it. You weren't put on this earth to be average or to underachieve or to feel less than. You were put on this earth to be amazing. And once you step into that power, own your past, find the lessons from that past, share them, put it out into the world because people need to hear it like only you can say it. All right. Got deep right there. (laughs) All right. So. Carol, so tell tell everybody what you're all about. What do you do if you if you're selling anything or you have anything to give away, whatever it is. So this is your your chance to just let people know who you are and what you do. I'm a business leadership coach. I talk, call myself a leadership coach because I believe personal leadership affects every part of your life. But as I began to listen to my clients four and five years ago, they kept introducing me. You got to meet Carol, my amazing business coach. And I kept saying, but I'm not a business coach, right? And I had to go through my own mindset changes because I did not want to say out loud that many of my clients doubled and tripled their income, but many of them do. Um, I just, I love helping my clients. I do. My name is the queen of reframe. I teach and I train on empowering questions 
there were so many times I wanted to talk about that today, but it's not appropriate. Um, and I, I help my clients with that because we can, we can reset in anything. We can actually coach ourselves through difficult challenges with empowering questions. So yes, I have a couple of slots open in my private one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have a new 90-day intensive. I made up a word. I call it my success blitz camp. Whether you get clear on your vision, it's, it's a clarity to cash 90-day boot camp. Um, reach out to me. I don't know, Robert, if you want me to say how to contact me or if you're going to put yeah. it in the link. Uh, Carol at carolboston.com. My social media is the at sign, at T-H-E, at the Carol Boston. That'll get you to Facebook. Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Love you to come. I've got a group on Facebook, the Year With No Fear group. I'm raising up lion and lioness leaders to have no fear. Love, it. Love to hear from you. And just for your just for your audience, what I'll do is um, I'll do a $97 for 90 minute clarity to cash call. Unheard of. Nice. You'll get you'll get totally clear on what's gotten you stuck, but you got to tell me you came from this show and you'll get effective action steps you can put into place to get immediate results. Awesome. Well done. Appreciate that. All right, Erica. Well, hello. So my name is Erica Vassal. I go by Erica V and I am known as another queen. I'm the queen of non-pushy sales. I'm actually a transformational sales strategist. I have 30 years of business and sales experience. Look so young, right? <laughs> so what I do is I help entrepreneurs to attract pre-qualified leads and turn them into clients for life. What I found is that people start businesses because they love their product. Maybe it was water, maybe it was, you know, something else, but they're not actually trained in selling. They're actually afraid of the S word. They don't want to bring it up. They don't want to bring up the money. They tend to give things away for free. So I teach my five-step proven system. It's called the blessing method. I teach you how to attract people who are interested in your product, pre-qualify them, present effectively, gain referrals, and keep your clients, retain them, and use automation. Everything's very simple. Think of it like a five-step recipe. Everyone can follow a recipe. So for your fans, Robert, I'm going to give away a 15-minute free business chit-chat where I will give you some tips on how you can increase your business and how you can claim that is you're going to fill out my survey. So if you go to my name, Erica Vassal, there is a link there for a business survey. Click on that, and it will take you to my calendar. I also have my five tips to non-pushy sales. I'll drop the link later, but it's ericavonline.com and it's slash five tips. So hope to hear from you. <laughs> awesome. All right, Scott, you are up. All right. So hello, everybody. My name is Scott Prendergast, aka Scotty P. I'm a professional inspirational speaker and I'm also a mental health advocate. So I have a lot of different stuff going on. I got my own business here, Scotty P. Inspiration. So you can check it out. You can check out my website at www.scottypinspiration.com. And I offer a variety of different services. I do one on one life coaching. I speak to conferences, schools, groups, um, any type of event, events really at all. And I can tailor my message to exactly what it is that you're looking for. And we can really find something specific for you and for your audience, which I think is cool. In addition to that, I have my own radio show. It's on WWDBAN Beasley Media Group, 860 AM. It's called the Mental, the Friday Mental Health Power Hour with Scotty P and Ev. Would actually love to have some of you as a guest on it. We could do a call-in. Uh, it's based here in Philadelphia, but we do call-in guests all the time. That would be great. And in addition to that, you can just check me out 
on social media. Um, Instagram is a big thing for me. I got Scotty P underscore inspo. You can check me out on that. Check me out on YouTube at Scotty P inspiration. I also have a podcast as well called the lens of hope podcast. Another way you can just check me out and you can also see past episodes of my radio show. If you search on Spotify, Apple music, anything like that, the Friday mental health power hour with Scotty P and Ed, you can check out what it is that we do. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. All right, we're going to Andy up next. Okay, thank you very much. So my name is Andy Guile. Um, I'm the odd one out today. I'm based over in the UK. Uh, so, but I'm a professional and personal development business coach. Okay, so I help small traders and small business owners um, to, to get going with their business. So we have a saying in the UK, I don't know if you have it in the US, about getting your ducks in a row. And, and that's what I do. I help you get your ducks in a row. Okay. And so it's about figuring out what are the things that you need to do to make your business run smoothly. So I don't want you to be the duck underwater doing this all the time. We want you to be the cool swan on top going smoothly. So it's all about little techniques and little things to help you get time back from your business, to help you get control back of your business. And the biggest way I help you to do that is by understanding more about emotional intelligence and emotional resilience. It's the psychology of business. It's understanding people skills. It's understanding how your brain works. And if someone tells you you've got to set goals and you've got to do this, why? Why do I have to set goals? You know, who, who, who made that rule? Well, I can explain to you why your brain likes that. And I can explain to you what happens in your brain when you do that and the difference it can make. OK, so what I'm trying to do is give you a bit of the science behind some of the things that work in business. Um, we used to have a saying that you learn by your mistakes. Well, to be honest, you don't really need to anymore. There's so many people have been there and done it and written the book and written the podcast and made the films and put the T-shirts out and whatever it is that we can learn things and we can turn business into almost into a science. If you follow set procedures and do things in a certain way, you will find the success you want. All we've got to do is find your way of making that work. And that's what working with me does. It gives you that chance to understand you, who you, you are, what you really want to be doing, and to make sure that we get the best for you. If you want to know more, um, just go to askandyguile.newsletter.com. Uh, that's my website. You'll find me all over social media, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, anywhere else that you want to go. And basically, I offer everybody a free consultation, half hour, just to find out more about your business, more about you and how I can help. Awesome. All right. And Kudamak. So uh, as you can tell from some of the hardware you see behind me, I'm a career music business um, member. I've, I've done just about everything you can think of in the music business but somewhere along the line i pivoted and started a, a parallel track of being involved in fitness and nutrition I've, i lecture currently on the university level but uh what i'm really most proud of right now is my six-week super you program because as we talked about today we talked about self-worth we talked about self-care and so and as i've mentioned i'm about building from the inside out sure i can show you a bunch of exercises and things that'll make you look sexy and get your six packs and all that kind of jazz and we can do that too but what i really love is helping people develop a lifestyle something that will stick something that'll make you uh capable of being your best daily bybd is my mantra bybd is my brand you can find me at b 
uh, BYBDFitness.com, or you can go on Facebook, BYBDFitness. Find me on Instagram. It's the easiest way to get me is to just direct message me. So on Facebook or on Instagram, at K-U-T-I-M-A-C-K is where you can find me. DM me, tell me that you saw me here on this show, and I'll gladly give you a 15-minute consultation that will at least set you in a spot better, give you that one thing better that you can do today that'll actually help you for more than just the next day, but help you for the rest of your life. And if you want to talk even further from there, we can talk about the Six Week Super U. You can go to sixweeksuperu.com and just, just, um, just leave a note there that you're interested in that as well. I'll make sure that you get a discount on it. And like I said, these six weeks are actually 12 weeks, 90 days, a whole quarter of the year that I will rock with you side by side on a daily basis and help you actually develop and have every single tool you need to be just your best on a, on every level from stress release, stress management, fat burning, you know, muscle building, losing weight, whatever it may be. Your fitness lifestyle improves dramatically by being involved with the Six Week Super Unit. It's what I love the most about what I'm doing right now. So check it out. Check me out. I got you. <laughs> love it. All right. So we're doing really well on time, right? So I don't know if you guys, if the panelists saw in the private chat. So we're going to go around. We're going to start with Carol. And I just want you to just talk about your biggest takeaway from, from this panel. My biggest takeaway yes. is that there's no one right way. Everybody here is successful. Everybody does it a little bit different. Can we learn from others? Absolutely. But my encouragement would be to be you and to trust you. And one of the ways that you can learn to trust you more is to keep your word to yourself. Because I find that is one of the biggest challenges with my clients and entrepreneurs. They don't keep their word to themselves. They're much better at keeping their word to everybody else but they don't realize that it erodes self-trust. And then that impacts everything that you do. Do it your way, be you, take the next step and trust in the process. Love it. Erica. So my takeaway is no matter what level you get to, don't stop, right? Keep learning, keep growing because there's always going to be obstacles. Also that it's a good thing for you to be you. And don't, like I said, keep the blinders on. Don't compare yourself. Just honor the person you are, honor your word to yourself and honor the commitment that you made to yourself when you made that decision. Nice, Scott. Yeah, I think there were so many positive takeaways from this panel today. I love being a part of it. I think just hearing from everybody and what everybody said, I think the one main takeaway that I would get from this is that, look, you know, before we can do anything in life, we have to first decide and make a decision about what we want and who we want to be. And it starts with that. And then once we figure that out, once we figure out who we want to be, what we want in our lives, everything else will obviously take some work, but it'll start to fall into place. So finding that passion, finding what it is that you really want to do in this life, going for it, you know, taking that first step. And then from there, just allowing things to fall into place and realizing that it's okay to do it differently. There's not a one size fits all way to do this, but rather it's different flavors for each and every person. But understanding that, finding what works for you and taking it from there. Nice. Andy. Um, well, it's been great being part of this. It's been fantastic listening to everyone and seeing, seeing everyone's point of view. So I suppose for me, it's no matter who you are, no matter where you are in the world, there's somebody who can help you. Don't think you have to do it alone because making these big changes and, and making that change, although it's got to come from you and you've got to want to do it, it's hard. 
So, you know, there's help out there and there's different types of help out there. And so there's always going to be somebody who can help you. Find the person who can help you. Find the person you're comfortable with and get out there and let's make those changes. Yes. Cootie. Man, I'll say my biggest takeaway is just how beautiful the commonality and humanity is. We've got six completely different stories here, and yet I find a common thread, a legitimately common thread with each and every one of you. Robert, you're 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 you got that athlete swag, that athletic swag, like you that indomitable spirit. You know, Carol, you've been through trauma and relationship trauma and drama. Erica, you've actually been through like physical trauma, Scott, your motivation and your energy, Andy, and oh, Scott, um, I'm a Sixers fan. And Andy, <laughs> Andy, you're, you're British. I'm British too. It doesn't sound like it, but I was born in Glasgow, Scotland, raised in London, came here, lost my accent when I was seven and the rest is history. So, <laughs> you know, the fact that I can relate that succinctly and directly to each and every one of you, that just warms my spirit, especially in this era where it's just you see so much fracturing. It's just so amazing to just know that as human beings, we've got so much in common and we're so much more better and powerful because of it. Yes, absolutely. And that's where I was going to go with my final thoughts, just with, with so much division out there. We're all the same. Like I've had people on this show from 34 different countries and everybody's journey is the same. They were doing something that they thought they should do or that their parents wanted them to do. They got into it, decided they didn't like it. They really wanted to be doing something else. They had to have that internal battle royal with themselves to make the decision, to get the confidence, to make the leap. And now they're out inspiring other people to do the same. So people from Thailand, from Africa, from Brazil, Argentina, like all over, from India, Australia, the UK, Ireland. I mean, Everybody says the same thing, you know, so stop letting the mainstream media tell you that we're all different. Stop letting the politicians tell you that we're all different because we're not. This panel right here is proof. Look at each one of us. We're all different. We're all from different backgrounds. But yet we just had an almost 75 minute conversation on the same topic and we all brought a unique perspective to it because none of us really tripped over the other person's words. You know what I mean? Because, like, I have my lived experience. I can share my stories. Carol has hers. Erica has hers. Like, everybody has their own. And that's why I love that that statement above us, because that's where your true power lies. Like, storytelling is the oldest form of entertainment and communication. It's the oldest form. Like, why do we watch TV? People are telling stories. Why do we go to the movies? People are telling stories. We listen to podcasts to hear people's stories. So what is yours, right? What is yours? What's that thing that you can tell that can inspire someone else? And what I want you to understand, there is no little story. Hey, I was working with a woman, create create a, a media pitch. And so I had three people on this call. So one, her first love committed suicide in front of her. The second one, she suffered a stroke at the age of 36. So the third woman, she's like, oh, mine's nothing like any of theirs. And I said, it doesn't, doesn't have to be. I was like, this isn't, this isn't uh, I suffered the most contest, <laughs> right? It's like, you're just letting you know what matters to you. So she grew up in an urban environment and 
you know, her father had a, cer a certain job. That's where, that's where they lived. So her father got a better paying job and then they moved into a more rural area. And in moving there, she fell in love with nature. And so she's creating a business to where she wants to, to, to have outdoor learning spaces in urban schools. And I said, that is amazing. <laughs> it's like, why are you downplaying that? It's like you went through something and then you were able to experience something different and you want to give back to, to kids that don't have that kind of experience with nature. So it's like, you know, you can't uproot the school and move it into some place that has nature. So she wants to build nature learning spaces into these urban schools. Like that, that's an amazing story. So like, that's what I want the audience to get from this is that when you find something bigger to attach yourself to, the joy that you feel inside, it just takes over. So like when I help people create their stories and then I sit back and I watch them tell their stories, it's like sometimes I get teary-eyed You just because you just watch it all click. It's like the artist looking at his painting. But it's like just watching people go from I can't to I can. You know, and then, then from I can to I will teach others how to do it now as well. And again, that goes back to what are you going to leave behind? See, so if you can teach someone to love themselves, that's a hell of a thing to leave behind. But it starts with you loving yourself. So that's my final words. So we're done a little bit early. So again, for all the panelists, thank you guys for coming out. This has been great. I knew when I selected the five of you that this conversation was definitely going to flow. So again, my hats off to you all. This was great. Got a lot, lot of comments. Got a comments over here. See, see, we need something like that here in Philly. See, and by and by, by me just sharing that, I put the bug in her head, and who knows where she might go with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but like sharing your story is so powerful. It's such an underrated thing out there. Such an underrated thing. So, anyway, way, thank you all again, and I'm sure we're gonna cross paths in the future. So, because I'm going to be doing all kinds of workshops and focus groups, because I just think this is powerful. We've had people that have been on this entire time tuning in, so people are finding value in it. And like I said, and I'm definitely going to hear from you all again. So, you guys have a great day, and enjoy the rest of your Saturday. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Next time.